Autobots Transform. Hi, and welcome to the Transformers Nitpickers Podcast Show. I'm Paul. And I'm John. And today it is episode 20, season one of Transformers Prime. It is Partners. This episode was written by Mike Johnson and directed by Vinton Hyuk Hyuk Hyuk. Tilio, and uh, it was dedicated to Captain H.L. Larry Cullen. We find it at the end. It was in the uh, U.S. Marine Corps. He was Peter Cullen's brother, and uh, apparently he was the inspiration for Optimus Prime's voice. Now, last time on Transformers Prime, we had ourselves a proper cave-in, and the Autobots left Starscream to die slowly from exhaustion, holding up 60 bajillion tons of rock, because that's what Optimus would have wanted. And in this episode, we start with Starscream doing some Shakespearean monologue. Yeah, he's uh, admitting to Soundwave. He's not cracked up for this leader thing after all, and then he thanks Soundwave for listening, just grabs his hat and his coat and leaves. Up he goes, and he goes to the bridge of the Nemesis, where Megatron and Nemesis, uh, Nemesis and uh, Arachnid are chatting, and uh, she's ratting him out for something else he did. Yeah, something he allegedly didn't mention, and Starscream's like, all right, what did I allegedly not mention? And Megatron's <laughs> just like, the Harbinger. And, and like Starscream immediately knows what it is. He's like, hey, oh, 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 yeah, that. <laughs> oh, he's like Rodney Dangerfield. Oh, oh wait, geez, uh, yeah. it's getting a little hot in here. Grab his tie. <laughs> and apparently the Harbinger has some ancient, powerful Transformer-style techno weapon on it that Starscream said he didn't find, but Ar- Arachnid insists is there, so Megatron sends both of them. Yeah. Well, Megatron asks him, like, where is this crash site? And Starscream's like, well, I didn't bother writing it down because there was nothing there, but I still remember where it is. So, yeah, he sends them both out and we have our opening. When we come back, we are with RC at, I guess, like up top. It's, I was going to say up top of Optimus HQ, but it's it's basically where they had Cliff Jumper's memorial. Yeah, whether it's his grave or just a, a cenotaph for him. But uh, sun, the sun's coming up and she's basically just talking to him, like, if your spark's out there somewhere and you can hear me, that's that's great. Yeah, we could use some help. But then she says, I don't like, she basically, this is when we find out that she doesn't know who killed him, but she's going to get revenge for him. Yep, she's going to find out. Don't you worry, I'll take care of him. And uh, speaking of him, now we're out in the woods and uh, Starscream lands like a Harrier, like a vertically. And then he tells Arachnid, your vehicle mode lacks thrust. So I don't (laughs) know if that's a, a G1 or Beast Machines reference, but. He also tries to, like, impose his, his rank on her because she, she gives him some sass back. And he's like, I'm the boss, <laughs> And she kind of doesn't give a shit. She, yeah. In fact, she won't tell him why Megatron wants the Harbinger because that's on a need-to-know basis. Yes, he's like, I used to be air commander for a squadron of Energon Seekers. And she's like, yeah, that was millions of years ago on another planet. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> And then, then he mentions that he personally killed Cliffjumper, one of Optimus's most fearsome warriors, but he just kind of leaves out the part where, you know, 75 Decepticon drones beat the shit out of him, and then an <laughs> entire valley full of Energon exploded behind him. Yeah, that was merciless Starscream, I tell you. But I do like that she's really playing mind games because she immediately just turns the tables and she's like, oh, without any mercy, like Megatron showed you? How? <laughs> yeah. Like, <laughs> she's she's a good character. Starscream is just like, All right, the crash site is directly below us, but we'll have to find a way to get... And it's right in the middle of a sentence. She just turns into her drill mode, I guess, and starts drilling down. He's like, ah, you show off. And he follows her into these... They're walking through these caverns, and she finds... I mean, they're in the, I guess, 
hallways of the uh, the Harbinger. But she starts tinkering on the computer and says, oh, I found it. It's in Sector 23, I think. <laughs> And well, he says he didn't do that before because I was afraid if I turned that yeah, thing on, the like Autobots this. would find us. She turns it and on. And they immediately do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Ratchet's like, hey, I found a ancient uh, t- transformer technology. Oh, really? On Earth? Yeah, yeah. Let's go check it out. Okay. <laughs> yes. So back with Starscream and Arachnid, she gets to where Sector 23 in this ship should be. But there's a rock wall instead, and she figures, oh, it must have broken apart when it crashed. Well, no, she didn't even know that. Starscream's like, read a book, asshole! Because <laughs> apparently if she had read the uh, historical log, she would have known that it got shot into an or, uh, Earth's orbit, and the second half crashed somewhere else. And unfortunately for her, that information <laughs> yes. turn about is fair play mm. but well she's not gonna play fair because she traps him in webs and accuses him. she's like all right you're just trying to make me look like an idiot when i come back to megatron without this thing and you're just gonna go and get the thing for yourself now that you know where it is you know it's not in this half it's got to be in the other half she's not wrong yeah She's not wrong. But yeah, she tells him like, uh, look, you're not. He's like, oh, well, I only live to serve Megatron now. And she's like, you're not going to live to serve Megatron <laughs> if you don't tell me where the thing is. So he he relents. He tells her where and says, OK, let me down. And she says, no, I'll let you down if I make it back. Yeah, if, if I can find my way without my guide. <laughs> mm. like, oh, so, so he's yelling that she's a traitor. She walks off and walks right into <laughs> yes. the Autobots. Starts coming around the corner. Yeah. And Optimus tells her to surrender, but she just runs back past Aeroscream to the rock wall and just drills right through it. Did he really expect her? Oh, okay, yeah, let me surrender. Yeah. Sure. Hold on a second. Yeah, she books it, and RC goes after her, and Optimus yells at her to not, but she goes anyway, and jumps out and starts uh, panning the area, trying to find her and our uh not rc uh arachnid burst out of the ground at rc and knocks her on her ass mm-hmm. and they get into it and uh she says this thing with the decepticons that she's doing now it's only temporary i like working alone you know that uh, oh speaking of which uh did any of your partners yeah. die recently it's like oh my god <laughs> and eventually um well Arachnid gets RC in a grip, but Optimus, you know, starts running and yells at her to relent, and our, uh, Arachnid does. Too many characters' names start with the same sound. It seems like uh, Arachnid, <laughs> Optimus, uh, vowels. Yes, a lot of vowels. <laughs> and um, Arachnid runs, and Optimus scolds RC for really letting her temper get out of control. Yeah, you know better than to engage the enemy alone. And uh, it's flashback time. We Couple see of them in the this episode. torture scene again with the. Uh, tailgate and she's like look i want revenge and optimus says look that is not going to bring back those that we've lost and then bulkhead and bumblebee bring starscream still in webbing before optimus and starscream wants to switch sides yeah he's like i'll tell you anything you want to know but i want to be an autobot in return and commercial break and when we come back he explains that all the decepticons have done is abuse and humiliate him they've treated him <laughs> like shit he hates it what have they done for me lately besides trying to kill me and demote me and replace me he's not <laughs> wrong either and optimus hymns and haws that and uh, so the autobots kind of turn around and yeah, they, they kind of step aside <laughs> yeah and they they have a talk where the camera keeps zipping back and forth yes these... it's like it's like there's somebody on the ground with a, with a handheld camera zipping back and forth between their faces note note to animators don't do that thing don't <laughs> don't do that at all 
But what Optimist decides, RC says, look, he might be the only chance we have to win this war. Bulkhead is not in favor, but Optimist sides with RC and says, it's worth it. That whole enemy of my enemy bit. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, meanwhile, Arachnid gets to the other half of the Harbinger and manages to get the weapon just that easily, I guess. And yeah, it's a staff that shoots scene. rings of energy. It's like, <laughs> Which, okay. And it's just... Yeah, sitting there. She, it, she finds it very easy. And then very quickly after that, the Autobots arrive at like Starscream had been pointing them all to an archway in the stone and the ship is beyond that. And they get to the archway. Yep. And uh, they all transform. And Prime has his trailer with him. He does. And it doesn't go away when he transforms. It doesn't. And, uh Optimus points out, like, look, Starscream's loyalty to the Decepticons has always been kind of sketchy. Like he could be useful. And every sentient being deserves a chance at redemption, he, he adds. Like, oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> so he um, he tells RC to stay with Starscream. He and Bulkhead head off, or and Bumblebee head off, because he's worried that RC is going to let her <laughs> desire for revenge get the best of her. I love how Bulkhead pulls Starscream out of Prime's trailer, though, because they got him <laughs> all binded up now. But he just pulls him out by the feet and just lets him oh. fall. What like, no ramp, screamy? no Screamy or something, yeah. Great. Uh, so she stays and, um, when they head off very quickly, the three of them come upon the, the ship or the remains of it. Yeah. And, um, she's lying in wait for them and she fires at them with the weapon and they return fire, but miss because their mm -hmm. aim sucks in this episode. It and really does. <laughs> then she hits bulkhead with it and it freezes them in place. And okay, we're dusting off this old bit again, are we? Wait till next episode when we have me Grimlock part two. <laughs> and it, it, yeah, the thing's even called the immobilizer. So yeah, yeah, yeah Starscream back with uh, RC. Uh, he, he goes on about how much he hates Arachnid and they kind of have a quick bonding over that. And yeah, like we agree on something. Yeah, uh, like she told Megatron she did this when I did that. And then RC says, well, she killed my partner. And he's like, she took credit for that, too? Dead bitch! <laughs> yes. And he's like, that was my doing. And then RC's just like, what? And then he kind of clues in. And then she's like, look, you weren't even there. And then he thinks, or the, he realizes they're not talking about the same Autobot. And he, mm -hmm. he, he tries to change the subject. And she's like, who are you talking about? Uh... No one? Who are you talking about? <laughs> and she figures it out. He killed Cliff Jumper. Commercial break. Mm-hmm. And uh, Starscream, his hands are bound up, right? And so he, they have a clamp or something on his wings, too, so we can't transform. So he realizes he's fucked. He's like, nah, no, you got it all wrong. Uh, <laughs> he was mortally wounded when they brought him in. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. And I uh, just put him out of his misery. And uh, he, he even begged me, too. I just, I had to. And... She kind of doesn't, She well, she wants to beat the shit out of him, and he begs, like, you wouldn't kill a defenseless Transformer, and she tosses the key at him and says, all right, Cliff Jumper will give you a fighting chance, so will I. Yep, he tosses the key to the handcuffs down in front of him. Yeah, just the cuffs. And uh, he doesn't want to fight her, but she puts the guns on him, and she's just like, do it. So he fumbles with the key, and uh, he turns she into a teenage girl with her car keys in a horror movie, just, and then he drops him, and he can't get them working, and she's like, you're fucking pathetic yeah and she moves into truck go pick it up for him and then he just stabs her with his fingers the same way he killed clip jumper <laughs> and she's got a pretty t a solid gash uh she's drooling or drooling bleeding energon uh she drops the ski the key starscream uncuffs himself and then we go to optimus and bumblebee pinned down by arachnid yep and she still has them behind cover but then she drills up behind optimus and bumblebee so she had to drill down through that tall cliff she's on then 
underground and then uh, it doesn't matter. She comes <laughs> up behind them and she freezes Optimus and uh, Bumblebee returns fire. And again, he can't hit a fucking thing. But Bumblebee does something really clever here. Yes. Uh, but before we get to that, back with RC and Starscream, oh, yeah. they're still going at it. And he says, you know, you're tougher than Cliffjumper ever was. Was Tailgate a weakling too? And oh, I know. And she's what like, just dick. keep talking. <laughs> yeah. And it just ends with her fist coming at the screen. Well, and his wings are still bound. He can't transform and fly away. And this, yeah, this is when we go back and, and uh, Arachnid taunts Bumblebee about how Optimus is going to be a trophy be a hood and Bulk, it'll be used for target practice. Yeah. And Bumblebee behind a boulder opens fire on the cliff wall behind him and just basically kicks up a shit ton of dust. Mm -hmm. And she just now that she can't see, it's like the old bit with smokescreen. He's in there somewhere. <laughs> just shoot the whole cloud. So she just pans this thing back and forth, shooting at the whole thing. And it looks like she got him. Why was she not firing it like that this entire episode? If you can just do that, just yes. stand in the middle of the Transformers if it has full and spin. Auto, just do it. Yeah, yeah. You're a drill. Spin. <laughs> there you go. Creepy glue the fuck to your forehead and spin. Creepy glue for all your secure 360 degree immobilization needs. Creepy glues the uses of mobilization are toxic to children under five. Well, now that she thinks she's got them all frozen, she says, uh, normally I'd take my trophies and run for it, but this getting in good with the Decepticons and, you know, kind of usurping Starscream is too good an opportunity to pass up. And while she's basically saying this to Optimus behind her, Bumblebee starts moving. <laughs> it's like, oh, that old trick. Mm -hmm. and he, he's he clever. Sneaks up behind her and it. Pounds her right in the face. Oh, lifts her the fuck out. The staff goes flying. It breaks in a million well, pieces. No, he, and she's he like, shoots it. Like this. Oh, yeah. He shoots so it he can air. shoot a two inch thick spinning stick flying through the air, but it, <laughs> he, he can't shoot her when she's right in front of him. Like, oh, anyway. Uh, well, anyway, she's like, you fucking idiot, and just turns into a helicopter, flies away again. And back with Starscream, he is like, this was brutal. There's a couple. They're great slow-mo shots, but he's like knee to the gut, knee to the head, beating the shit out of our scene. Yeah, it's the Sonya Kano fight from the first Mortal Kombat movie is what it, it reminded is. me of. And just like that fight, near the very end, she comes back and just lets him fucking have it. Yeah, he taunts her one time too many. She doesn't just let him have it. She pins him to the ground and has those like forearm blades mm -hmm. against his throat. And he's like, well get on with it megatron's just gonna kill me anyway you might as well which i like that he said until she almost went to do it and he was like i'm kidding the fucking kitten the fucking kitten yes. and then bumblebee comes over the the cliffs or the hill and looks at her all sad face like how could you and she's like all right fine and she rolls off starscream and he stumbles away yeah she basically collapses and bumblebee slides down to her like right past starscream doesn't even pay attention to him to get to her and starscream just walks away Back at the Nemesis, Megatron is very angry with Black Arachnia. Not mm -hmm. that she didn't bring the staff back, but that she let Starscream get... Yes. He doesn't know Starscream is switching sides. He just thinks Starscream got captured, and that's a lot of intelligence to be taken. Yeah, because that guy is very, very likely to talk at the first oh, yeah. bit of interrogation the Autobots are going to give him. Which is, this is a great lesson in management. Just be kind to your employees, and then they, you <laughs> yeah. know... They won't get wooed by their uh, employers. But uh, we go then to Optimus HQ, and uh, Optimus and Bulkhead, they're doing okay. You know, you'll be fine in a couple days. Yeah, thing kind of Ratchet right. fixed the thing and reversed the polarity. They'll exactly. be fine. 
And uh, RC's though, she's still down on herself because she considers that she blew a chance to actually win the war. Yeah, I like what Ratchet says though, like about her physical injuries. Uh, well, don't worry, she's resilient for a two wheeler. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. And Optimus, like I've said it before, every once in a while he drops a truth bomb, and this was a good one. What is he says? He says, um, "Wisdom cannot be granted, RC. It must be earned. Sometimes at a cost." And uh, then we go to Starscream. Yep, and he's smashing himself against rocks trying to get this thing off of his wings, which he does. And then he just, uh, we hear his thoughts, because, and he, he declares he's his own man now, basically. He's a servant to no one, transforms, flies off. The Harbinger, in its original state, was the same class as the Nemesis, and the Nemesis has a length somewhere in the range of four kilometers and is almost three kilometers wide. So the question we have to ask is how in the name of sweet, sexy Cybertron has nobody discovered the ass end of the Harbinger until now? It would be an unnatural pile of metal sitting over two kilometers high and two kilometers long, which we can clearly see when Arachnid finds it sitting out in the open desert. The Great Pyramid of Giza is less than 150 meters tall. The human-made structures at Machu Picchu combine into a little more than a tenth of a square kilometer. The Rosetta Stone isn't even four feet high. These are some of the most important archaeological discoveries in the history of our species, but we can't stumble across an alien spaceship that's taller than four CN towers. Yes, I know the Burj Khalifa surpassed the CN Tower as the world's tallest building and would make a much more relevant comparison, but I'm Canadian. If I was using greasiest foods as a comparison, it'd be poutine. If we were talking funniest people, John Candy, meanest bird, Canadian goose, best leaf, maple, best syrup. And that brings us to the end of another episode of Tefinpus. The next episode we're going to watch is TMI. Until then, if you want to read too much information about us, you can follow us on Twitter. I'm at John Sobey. Paul's at P. McPherson one Make sure you rate and review the show on your podcast app, whatever it is you listen to us with, and tell all your friends. You can tell all your friends they can find old episodes of the show at Transformers pickers.podbean.com and until next time keep on transforming see you then